0: To Let's Talk Shop, the podcast where creativity meets industry knowledge. Whether you're a design student, a seasoned engineer, or a budding artist, this show helps you unlock your design potential and explores the elements that shape the world of design. Brought to you by Chitkara Design School, Chandigarh. This is Let's Talk Shop, where creativity thrives and design takes center stage. Welcome another episode of our podcast let's talk shop let's talk shop is your portal to a whole new design world where we have fearless conversations with the creme de la creme of the industry these are the people who took the road less traveled and emerged on the other side with a glorious journey to talk about my name is rhythm jain and i'm your host for today's episode our guest today is a very dynamic individual hailing from distinguished background in fashion He has not only left an indelible mark in the world of style, but he has also ventured into numerous other sectors, leaving no stone unturned in his pursuit of excellence. With utmost gratitude, I welcome Mr. Narendra Kumar, um, Creative Director at Amazon India. Thank you so much for joining us today, sir.
1: Thank you for having me here.
0: Uh, Okay. So, sir, you have meticulously ventured into a lot of different sectors from being a fashion designer to fashion stylist, a fashion uh, editor, a fashion film writer and director. So, sir, what are some of the factors which play a very crucial role role, while we are testing and while we are expanding our abilities into different professional arenas?
1: So, uh, I think that what I realize is that you need one fundamental base on which, from which you designed. So I started with design, and because of design, I could do everything associated and aligned with design. You know? okay. So you need some grounding yes. uh, from which you can have a perspective on what work you're doing, on the basis of what you're going to do. So for, like I said, design, I went to fashion school. Yes. But because of fashion school, I could style. I could be a fashion editor i could be a photographer i could be a filmmaker i could be a consultant i could be a teacher and i did all of it most people think that you do design and that's all you should be doing in life but design is a medium for you to do many different things it's an aesthetic that you drive that can be adapted to any and everything in life
0: so your background in design in fashion design basically it influenced your approach towards all of these different industrial sectors
1: absolutely absolutely each of them was some and my curiosity
0: curiosity
1: more than anything else you know people are just satisfied with what they do uh, for me satisfaction was never word for me test out the boundaries possible and you might fail in some you might do well in some, but that's okay. But not trying is the worst thing that you can do.
0: Yes. So like we were we are talking about curiosity. I think it's very important that you talk about the other factors also like you mentioned while we were sitting for the panel. I think the audience will really like that what factors will make you successful because everyone can't be successful.
1: Not because everyone can't be successful. Everyone is not successful because we have seen a lot of people who try many things. But I believe everybody has an equal chance at success. Yes. And for that, uh, there are three guiding principles for me. And they're really defined by three words. One is passion. Passion for what you want to do. Passion that makes you wake up. Passion that does not allow you to sleep. Uh, Passion that makes you curious. Yes. You need that passion. And that should be a driving force. Number two, the second word is conviction. Conviction colors your passion. It gives direction to your passion. I mean, how you think about yourself, about your environment, about your people around you is your conviction, is how you develop your conviction. And it means what do you stand for? And what you stand for reflects in the work you do. So it colors your passion. It gives scope to your passion and does that. And number three... I don't, the third word is evolution. You cannot be the same person you were 20 years ago. Times change uh, and you need to evolve, but you don't have to lose your religion because you evolve. You understand technology, you adapt technology, you understand what's happening new, but you carry that conviction that you have through all of these stages. And that's why conviction is important because it steadies you. It shows you a path and gives you direction to what you should do. Okay.
0: So passion, which should be filled with curiosity, conviction, and evolution.
1: Absolutely. Three important words.
0: Very important. Words. Great. So, sir, you have been the brand ambassador for Swiss International Airlines in India for more than six years. I mean, you did it before the celebrity and the influencer culture swept in. Much before that. So, sir, what um, experience? Uh, you gained during that period, and how did that contribute to your understanding of fashion and lifestyle on a global scale? Like, if it did,
1: you know, number one, you know, when a book is written about me, when I write a book, it will have a title, yes. No Rear View. Okay, you know what it means it means what has happened behind is really not important. I want to know what's happening in front, nice. what's going to happen next, and you don't wallow on what you have done in the past. That's for other people to see. Your excitement is about what you want to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is really important. And when it comes to Swiss and the airline and the work that we did, it's nice to be a global ambassador of, it's nice to be an ambassador for a global brand. Uh, yes. the fact that they recognize that you can contribute to their growth in the country yes. is a different story. Plus, I got to travel free all over the world for seven years. Yes. How much more can say? So I discovered. Places in the world that I had never traveled to before.
0: That's really nice. Okay. So, um, we'll talk about the other roles that you've been into. You've been into the advisory founding member for the LACME Fashion Week. So, what kind of research and what all, the thi- what all the challenges did you face at that point in time? What all things you kept in mind while, you know, formulating the LACME Fashion Week?
1: The idea is really the market was ready for something. You have to understand what is happening below the surface. You know, there were designers who were coming together. Uh, people's interest in fashion was growing, but there was no platform for uh, the fashion magazines had been around for three years already, and there was no platform for designers to come together and showcase at one place. You know, so it was simple find a find a gap. But to, un- to find a gap, you need to know where the gap is. Yes. So you need to understand how the market is evolving? What is happening below the surface, not on the surface. What is happening on the surface is what you know. But why things are happening and why things are changing is really the most important thing about it. So everywhere that I did, (coughs) all the roles that I did was really about understanding this part of it, that why do we change as a people and what makes us change? And how can I capture that change before somebody else can think of it?
0: That's what it is. The right
1: word is called capturing the spirit of the times, which is zeitgeist.
0: Okay. Nice. Um, So, if we're talking about Lakme Fashion Weeks again, and how it's it's all about changing and evolving, how has that changed over the years, and how do you think it's… Oh,
1: tremendously. It has changed tremendously. So, yeah, no, tremendously. When when Lakme started out, uh, in the first few years, 80% and 90% of the designers were doing ethnic wear. And then suddenly, after five years, we all, designers, realized that we need international validation, Mm -hmm. that we wanted to be compared with the rest of the world. And suddenly, everything, 80% of every designer who was doing ethnic wear was doing Western wear, because that was a comparison with the Western designers. Mm -hmm. But today, if you see, there's a growing strength from within. There is, over the last five years, Ten years, there's been a growing sense from within where we are confident of the clothes that we do. We don't need to be qualified by an Italian designer or a French designer. We are strong in what we do and we have our own aesthetics and we have our own story. Even that has evolved today. In the latest group, you see uh, a lot of it is being driven by change. You are seeing people are sick and tired of putting the same lang- same paisley on the lenga, in a different color in a different place year after year season after season doing the same thing young people don't want to see that and young people want to see change want to be contemporary want to be part of the world so you're seeing that reflecting in fashion also on the ramp you're seeing designers who are doing modern adaptations of it and uh, that's where we are going right now so even fashion week and you can You can see that as a lens of how fashion is changing in the country. And a lot of it is today being driven by uh, younger people, Gen Z. If you see everybody who are the big stars, they are all 20, 22-year-old people, right? Salman Khan and Shahrukh Khan were the stars of yesteryears. Today, there are a new generation of people.
0: So, if a younger generation, if they believe that, yes, we've got something that is a bit different from what people have been doing. So, should they use the Fashion Weeks as a platform or should they try to build their own brands first and then maybe showcase at a Fashion Week? See,
1: earlier, you know, Fashion Week used to be a point where all the top journalists of the country were there. Today, there is no magazine that is there. Social media. No magazine. Mm -hmm. Where do you see a magazine that is print? Everything is digital. So everything is social media today. So you can create your brand on the media, social media, but Fashion Week still is a platform to come together. But social media is really what is driving a lot of the new fashion in the country. I mean, that is why you see that today, fashion earlier was limited to tier one city, Now, in tier two, tier three, you can find the same kind of people, same mentality, because jobs have moved to different places. You see all the same style across all countries. Social media has homogenized fashion in this country. Mm -hmm. And so you can't really differentiate a woman in Mumbai from a woman in Chandigarh, from a woman in Bangalore, or from a woman in Raipur. At the same level, if they are all working, they all have the same style
0: but we also have to keep the cultural differences in mind, but they will still have a fashion style.
1: That's what I mean. Cultural differences are disappearing because we all work in the same environment. Mm -hmm. We live on the same social media. We see what's happening across everywhere. And social media is not restricted to one community or one state or one kind of self. Everything is being adapted to uh, a kind of... If you have something that is done in Assam, I'm sure somebody in Chennai will be wearing it also. You yeah. know, So fashion today is more about the mindset than where you come from.
0: Mm.
1: Not the state that you belong to. Because the same people travel to all states and work all over the country today. Right? Yes. So we are getting more and more cosmopolitan cities where people are moving from, I mean, every part of the country so we carry fashion with them that's what's mm-hmm. homogenizing the fashion
0: i think it's a very great thing for our industry as well it's opening up new opportunities it
1: is but some people say we are losing our ethics and yes. we are losing our fashion and i mean like you saw today in the class i mean there was not one student wearing a salwar kameez
0: mm-hmm.
1: right when people don't associate that with fashion how are you going to force them to do it so, fashion is about change. And like I said in the class, first it was a sari. Women in saris could not run and catch a bus or catch a train. Mm-hmm. So, they moved to a salwar kameez. Salwar kameez was still too cumbersome with a dupatta flying away while you're running. So, they moved to jeans. Mm-hmm. So, that's where it is moving. So, clothing is moving towards more utility fashion. That is, utilitarian in a way that allows you to function. Because today, women do the same job that men do. Yes. And they need if men are wearing shirts. Why can women not? Mm-hmm. But they don't have to, but why can they not? So it conveniences you. And that's why you wear it. But ethnic fashion has become more like occasion wear. And time to remind you sometimes of your heritage.
0: Fortunately, yes. But that's where we are heading to.
1: I don't know if it's unfortunate or not. It is change. Uh, It is change. And the the future is about who you are as a person, not which state you belong to. Right? So the story is really about saying, who am I? And what are my ethics? And what is my conviction? Because you study the same thing in every school, whether it is in Assam, whether it is in Begusarai, whether it is in Chandigarh, the curriculum is the same. Your thinking is the same. So how can you be different otherwise? I know I I might sound a little controversial, but (laughs) you know, this is the truth and somebody has to say it.
0: I think but the way we express it, it's different for different people. Even on social media, our takes can be different on different topics and that's how we express it.
1: No, but it does. But if you see the general wave of stuff, how many times have you shot a reel in a salwar kameez?
0: Only on occasions. So, you brought the idea of a fashion editor in the country for the first time with L. So, what are some tips for students who wish to explore this arena of being into fashion, blog writing or fashion journalism? What are a few tips that they should keep in mind?
1: I think the most important thing is to know a bit about fashion history. Mm. When you write… Yeah, I find that a lot of the senior journalists also don't understand fashion history and how fashion has evolved. And you need to understand how fashion has evolved to be able to make good sense. And number two, develop a sense of aesthetics that you have that you can then showcase in every part of what you do, because that's how you build a brand where aesthetics are showcased in every aspect of your presentation whether it's a blog, whether it's something else, whether yourself, how you carry yourself, all of it, all of it reflects what, you know, you can't be wearing a rag and then talking about high fashion.
0: So two tips, carry forward, like carry your aesthetics with you and you should know a bit about your history, fashion history.
1: Fashion history, yeah. Yes.
0: Uh, Okay, so um, now if we move on to the next question, uh, it's, related to your take on sustainability. So, like we, you talked about your sportswear line. Yeah. <laughs> if you could talk a bit more about that and what is your take on how you perceive sustainability in the country?
1: So, I think that uh, sustainability is an important way forward because the climate is in extreme danger. But we are, you know, when a country like America talks about sustainability, Everybody is of the same economic level almost. And everybody can afford stuff like that. In India, we have a large part of the country that is living a sustenance life and cannot afford to pay for meals. Forget it. If you're hungry, where are you going to pay for sustainability? Right? But for the people who buy sustainable stuff, number one, good for them. But you can't buy an outfit that is uh, costing 15,000 rupees. And wear it four times a year and say that you're sustainable. Mm -hmm. Sustainability means how can you make sustainability a story every day of your life? And that's important. Uh, I try to do it with everyday sustainability with athleisure and sportswear and that kind of stuff. But people were not willing to pay the price. So while people talk and mouth a lot about sustainability, nobody is willing to pay the price for it. And the price means paying that person who, wove, who has woven your fabric for you in the village, the same kind of amount that you would pay and the same lifestyle that you would have for yourself. I mean, but we think that we are elite and they should be working for us all their lives. They should be in their villages doing this work, whereas we fly in our helicopters and private jets. That is not sustainability. Yeah, you know, sustainability is equality. And it means equal, equal for everybody, for the child of the weaver, so that that child of the weaver gets the same education and same opportunities that you and me get. That is sustainability. When we learn to pay for that, then I think we will be truly sustainable.
0: Do you think this idea of sustainability, it's not like if we consider ourselves as a university, then this idea of sustainability is only being talked about by the design school, not other other schools are talking about it, like <coughs> engineering, pharmacy, they no, also no, need to be sustainable. I, I think
1: everybody is talking about it. The government has taken it upon itself. All industries, uh, you have uh, an ESG goals for all companies and corporates right now, and people have me- are measured on those goals. There is effort on all fronts. It's not like it is only design people are talking about. We are, because we are in the fashion space, so it becomes a little more loud. But uh, everybody's endeavor is to work towards it, because we have no choice. We have to be there. We have to be there, and we have to learn how to pay. But we need to know how to scale and measure it up. You know, like when Urvashi was sitting there and talking about it she's doing her bit for what she can do, but she can do a bit for that kind of people. Right? But even those kind of people, how would you expect lesser of them than yourself? You want to come to a school like this and study, wearing what you wear. Shouldn't their kids also be doing the same thing? Going into the same kind of school, traveling the same thing, doing all the same stuff. That is really sustainability. We can't ask them to be sustainable for us. Yes. We can't. That is wrong.
0: So there's a term that's doing the rounds in social media. It's called eco-exhaustion. That's the green fatigue is sinking in. The consumer thinks that we can't adopt sustainability at our own personal level. We should take the bigger businesses. They should take the lead. So what is your take on that?
1: I think that people like you are already making a difference in brands. Brands are becoming more and more aware about sustainability and what they have to do. If you lose the voice, yes. you will have no world to live in.
0: That's absolutely
1: So you can't afford to lose your voice. And you, know, you have no choice. You can't afford to lose your voice. So if you start making demands, all brands will listen to you. You know, and if you ask people how it was made, where it was made, how much it paid, were the people who worked paid properly, did, did they get proper working hours, all of that is becoming an issue. Educated people are doing more and more of it. And this is what education should do for all of us. So exhaustion is, while you know everything comes and becomes a fad and moves on stuff. I remember 20 years ago, there was eco-awareness and all of that. Mm-hmm. But nothing happened. nothing happened. And we are back to eco-awareness again, sustainability. But this time, we have so much data around climate that we cannot afford to look the other way.
0: Everybody needs to be on the same page to actually make a difference. Yeah,
1: Not everybody. Every individual can make a change if they want to. If they want
0: to at their own personal level. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so sir, uh, now I would really like to talk about your role at Amazon. So, what have, what has your experience there been like? What all roles do you do there as a creative director?
1: Uh, at Amazon, I was one of the first few people on the team that joined in. But from developing the team to looking after the creative side of the team, uh, building the whole team, uh, bringing on brands. Um, you know, creating uh, experiences for Amazon customers, uh, working with the private labels to image and build their brands kind of stuff. Um, all of those things to launching the Amazon Gen Z store. I hope you have gone and shopped on it. You should shop on it if you haven't. You have to. Uh, taking Amazon to the, to the next generation. When it, when it started 10 years ago, there was a generation that was there. Today, there's a new generation. My role was to take Amazon Fashion to the new generation.
0: That is really amazing, sir. And from being at that level, what do you think, how has like, the digital era impacted the fashion industry and what all trends can we budding designers look forward to? What should we keep in mind while we are launching our own label?
1: So, you know, something that I should tell you, I don't know Photoshop. Okay. I don't know any of those things. <laughs> really, I, I still draw and sketch. And I love that. And for me, that is connects to what I, what I want, physically connects to what I think of, what I want to do. But technology is a way of life. And one has to learn it in the future. If you have to live without, you cannot be without technology. It's better to understand your tools really, really well, but learn to tell your own story. That is what will make the difference. Because everybody will have the same, will have access to the same tools. And in that world, how will you be different from everyone else? And for that, you need to be able to tell your own story, have your own conviction. Again, I come back to the same thing. Uh, and that's how you will make a difference. You know? And uh, these are important tools. You can't live without it. I got away without it. But I don't think people can get away without it right now.
0: Because we have a lot of opportunities, we also have a lot of competition at this age.
1: Absolutely. And, and, that, that is, that, and, and Yeah, and there is more competition. No competition. Uh, for. And because I could not do work on Photoshop and all that, I taught myself to sketch under five seconds.
0: That's something that we can't do.
1: <laughs> so five, under five seconds, I told myself I should be so fast that when somebody says something to me, I should be able to draw quickly and okay. wheel to them.
0: Our faculty tells us all the time to use a paper and a pen. But
1: but yeah. you know what? But I tell you something. When people see that and when people see you, should learn that. But I think that when you draw by yourself, mm-hmm. you show it to somebody and sit in front of someone and draw, they will think you're an artist and a creative person more than when you're sitting on the computer. On the, okay. I mean, that is a real important tool, especially when you're dealing with private with customers, private customers. It's important to be able to sketch because sketching associates you with creativity, original creativity. Because though you might do original stuff on the computer, people don't associate computer with brains. It's a tool. It's a
0: tool.
1: You have the brains. You have the brain. But small story, I must tell you. I mean, because I learned how to do it, people who didn't know me and I saw... When Swami is sketching this and oh, he's an artist straight away without anything. So, it's important thing that students should keep in mind. I, I think while you learn all those tools, being able to do that is being able to create your own signature. Because when you do it on the computer, it probably is very difficult to create your own signature in, in as short a time as you can sketch.
0: Okay, understood. Um, so, sir, so like uh, one of my batchmates asked you about uh, how you started your own label. So you identified the gap and you talked about it. So what are a few other things that we should keep in mind? Like what, should, what are the creative process and all, all of the challenges that we will face while we are launching our own brand? So if you could shed some light on that. Uh,
1: creative process. See, I think there is creativity in imagine you can be creative anywhere. Sitting here, you could be creative. Creativity is not a special space that you sit in in your house and do or you sit in your rack by yourself, your brain and all. Creativity can come by what happens in the world, what's happening around you, by a pencil, by a paper, by this table. You could use that, but for that you have to have a lot of knowledge. I mean, a lot of diverse knowledge because then you can take this table and redesign it in fifty different ways, and that could be a design. So you know, for me, creativity has never been about the Taj Mahal or a paisley here or a paisley there. Creativity to me is about people and how people have changed. So I use, like, for instance, I realized music was changing, and younger people were doing music. Or, or the music that young people were playing was completely different. There was a new wave of music that was coming. So I did a whole show around it, including, it was called like Moves Like Jagger, it was called the show. I don't know if you've heard Maroon 5, Moves Like Jagger. Have you heard? You've not heard Maroon 5. Institutions were using uh, an archaic law from 19, uh, called 66A, I think, of the uh, constitution to subvert young people's opinion. And we did a whole show around it. You know? so uh, it really depends on where your convictions and where your aesthetics lie. And creativity can come from anywhere, anywhere and everywhere. All you have to do is be open to it all the time. If you are curious, you will find creativity. That's the most important thing that, you know, it doesn't come by sitting on a desk. It can happen to you while you are sitting here and talking to me. Yeah. And that that's what creativity is about. Is how you adapt. There's no formula for it.
0: The last one. What Uh, are a few of the annoying things that you find while working with people like like the generation of my kind? Annoying uh, ones.
1: (laughs) No, I mean to me working with your with your generation, I love it because I learn a lot. I spend a lot of time with the young people because it keeps me young. You know, if I was sitting with this same age group of mine, I would be aged in like 15 minutes. I won't be able to launch a streetwear line. I
0: mean, the jacket jacket that you're wearing, it's it's like very nice. So,
1: I mean, the idea is, uh, it's not annoying. I was like you at one point and I must have been annoying to somebody else. You know, but this is part of growing up. It's not a question of annoying. It's about understanding your pace of evolution and understanding yourself. And... I don't know, why do you care about what other people think? You should not. (laughs) You should be caring about what you think about yourself. Forget what everybody else thinks about you, because they will box you. They will put you in places that you should not be in. That's the worst trap that you should fall in. Don't really care too much about what other people think of what you're doing.
0: That's the very magical
1: advantage. Yeah, unless you're breaking the law. So, yeah.
0: Thank you so much, sir, for joining us today. And I think it definitely, you know, cleared the direction of me and all of the budding designers like me. We have a really nice navigation to our destination. You're not
1: just saying this because it's an interview and you have to say it, right? I
0: am saying it <laughs> from the bottom of my heart.
1: <laughs> I no, no, like, like inspired. I, like, like I said, a job of a teacher is not to discipline but to motivate and if I have motivated even two of you I think this is wonderful to be here I
0: think all of us are motivated Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Let's Talk Shop Thank you for joining us on this episode of Let's Talk Shop To learn more about Chitkara Design School, visit our website at chitkara.edu.in until next time, keep dreaming, keep designing. This is Let's Talk Shop, presented by Chitkara Design School, chadigarh